Yeah, we're a wonderful organisation and we go into schools and we help young people. I had a look at the organisation. I'm really proud that this is available to schools. It is a non-for-profit organisation. Uh, help in some way and try and let people know more about it when I hear people that have children that are going through trauma and they're finding it difficult because I know this organisation also helps those children to excel in their schools. But at the moment, you can't go into the schools to help them. So I'm hoping this lockdown gets lifted. So you know what I want to know? I want to know your thought process from the moment you heard about the restrictions or maybe even before then when you started hearing about this, uh, I love how you call it COVID. <laughs> I say COVID still. I like to call it, I get picked up all, all the time. It's, uh, it's COVID, Craig, and I call it COVID because there's such a void of information at the moment on it. We're being um, led down the garden path on or deceived about. So that's just my little cryptic sort of smarty pants take on it, if you will. So um, I find it confusing that we are in total lockdown over an illness that has taken less than not even 0.5% of the population. Sincere condolences to the people and families who have been affected. There's so many different reports. Now, I'll get onto that later, but you just want to know my initial thoughts. Mm. Also, this virus apparently has a 98% survival rate. So with a 98% survival rate affecting less than 0.5% of the population, I don't understand what the fear and the panic is over. I understand that people, the elderly, young people with respiratory problems and people with respiratory problems overall need to be a little bit more vigilant and that's completely understand that and we need to be vigilant around them if we've got a bit of a cold or whatever i just look at it like this way if how about we approach it this way let all the fit and healthy people out now and people might say well that's risking lives and save stop the spread there's so much conflicting information about this way this thing spread to start off with so we've gone into panic mode i think and just pulled everything in so tight. It's like, use the analogy, well, if you're worried about, well, if we let people out, it might do this, it might do that. Well, let's just keep all the cars off the road because someone might lose their life on the road today. You know, I mean, that's, that's the same rationale that they're lose, using here. But it's hard to stop the spread. Well, well, look what's happened in other countries. Well, in other countries, there's reasons for that. I mean, we're hearing reports from all over the world that doctors are being uh, forced and coerced into putting the uh, COVID death, if it's not a COVID-related death at all. Like, someone might be tested positive for COVID, but about a history of heart, lung, and all um, other associated problems, and they've died from that because they tested positive to COVID. I don't know if it was the COVID that killed them. When the symptoms of their death and the cause of their death and the circumstances of their death uh, have got nothing to do with the COVID-related symptoms, but they're still being put down on the death certificate. So, you know, that's got to raise suspicion alone. And it's not just from one doctor. It's from a whole range of doctors from all over the world and here in Australia as well too, but most of them are too scared to speak out. I'm just glad some are. Um, look, I directed as such with my family. Um, it, it has been quite a negative thing, you know, oh, the virus, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, you know, you turn the TV on and, you know, that was my pivotal sort of point. It was hearing just that fear-mongering and that, um, you know, desperation to make Australia and the world fearful the minute you turn the, chat, the, the TV on. To me, that was my point of this has to stop. My children are fearful. 
know, and, and me too. I was actually sucked into it as well. I was thinking, you know, oh, don't go to the parks and don't touch this and don't touch the railings. Give me your hands, let's sanitise. And I'm down the sort of organic route and I don't like using sanitizers and overwashing germs are actually really good for us. And I got sucked in there for a little bit. Even at one stage, my husband went to the hospital to visit his dad for, not Corona, but for something else. And, you know, I was cleaning his boots down when he came back to the house and making him chuck his clothes in the washing machine and go have a shower and disinfect. And I'm thinking, why, why was I thinking like that? I'm crazy. I've always gone by the rule of question the narrative, especially when the narrator has a financial gain or interest in the whole plan or the whole, you know, uh, pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. So that's what got me hunting. I thought, who's behind this? And then people would send me videos of, you know, clips of videos that were, were done back in the, the 2003 and, and, you know, back in 2008, somewhere along those timelines of this all happening in a, in a movie. So if it wasn't planned, then how was that movie narrated as such as exactly what's happening today? So, yeah, then going on to see Dr. Rashid Patar is amazing. I love his work. He's just so true. And, you know, to, to listen to someone who's a doctor, I'm no doctor, I'm not a scientist, to listen to people who are experts in the field saying, no, this isn't right because of one, two, three. Look at it from the science. Look at it from, you know, even other doctors that were speaking up and saying, why are we being pressured to put COVID-19 on death certificates? And then to speak to, you know, a, a, a client of mine who I know personally, who I've known for a while, and, you know, she lost two of her aunties overseas in America, total, died of total unrelated COVID situation and COVID on the death certificate. So that's when we need to start questioning, thinking outside the box. I just think whenever someone has an interest, of, a financial interest or gain, you have to, to look further we may not be directly affected by being ill, but we've been directly affected financially. Um, yeah. Our children are being yeah. affected because they can't go to their parks. You speak about that yeah. before, about your son wanting to go to a skate park. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 that's, that's the other thing. Yeah, the whole, so me affected personally would be the, you know, the physical, the gyms closing, you know, the exercise, the routine, the, you know, the, the good in the endorphins being released. And so that was quite frustrating for me. And of course, the kids with the parks and, you know, our whole life is outdoors. We are the most biggest outdoor family you'll come across. If you drive down my street, like today, we're out there. My son Isaac's got his new rollerblades on and, you know, now he's going down the driveway. So we're always out and we dine out a lot on the weekends with friends and family. So major impact on social and for the kids too, because then the children start thinking, well, what's wrong? And this big, scary virus, like it's going to kill us. And yeah, so it's the whole, you know, concept then of having to educate them saying, guys, look, it's a bit inflated. There's nothing to worry about. You just got to remember, you've got plenty of zinc. I give them zinc, vitamin C, selenium, plenty of sunshine, and you guys will be as right as rain. So, you know, the fact that they've got someone who's on top of all that on the natural side of things, I think helps a lot as well. As a parent, yeah, yeah we have to make certain that they're looked after. Mind, body, yeah. spirit. What's happening at the moment, man? 
you can't explain it with rational thinking. You have to step outside the box. You have to let go of your trust of the collective organization that you believed had your best interests in mind, which was your own government. And you have to start looking at this as a free thinker and go and create your own outcome by looking at all people's avenues of information that they've provided, not just the ones that you believe you should be trusting. Because mm. yeah. it's a dangerous time ahead. Yeah, I think that's really important to disconnect, but then do your own research. And if you have to turn the TV off and turn your phone off and just continue to live your life for a couple of days before you turn it back on again, I think that that's been really good. What I've noticed, what people have done when I've given them that advice or suggestion, just get away, get away from any information source. Just live your life a little bit, do your eat, sleep, repeat, and then turn on your phone, turn on your laptop. Here's a great question people should ask themselves, right? Ask yourself this question. If you never watched a news report in the last six months, if you never listened to a government address in the last six months, would you believe there's a highly infectious virus around that was deadly? I can answer that. Now, Big Brother, that show completely does that. In those three months when they're in lockdown, they have no media. And then right at the end, when the last man standing, last woman standing, they then sit in front of a big screen and for the whole three months, they get to see what they missed out on. And all the time they cry or they get angry. They have all these emotions that like come out. You know, media shows the drawbacks to what's been going on and the benefits to what's been going on in that time. But in those three months, they don't know what's going on outside. And what do they do? They just carry on. They live on. But what I'm trying to say here is, yeah, without any media, without any outside influence, and you don't know, you don't care. You wouldn't know. You, you would have gone about your life. You would have kept your business open. You wouldn't have even known that people were sick. I don't know one person who's contracted this thing. Not one. It's like swine flu. When that happened, it didn't become this big because back then, say swine or SARS or anything, social media wasn't as big as it is now. Interesting way you've said that. I actually did a timeline search and I did Spanish flu. When was the Spanish flu? Spanish flu was within 20 years of after radio was introduced into the world. Now, when it was first introduced, it would have been introduced slowly. It would have only been implemented globally after a certain period of time. How long were you exercising for until the police stopped you? That's something that we don't really know. From the videos, it probably looks like I was only there for 10 minutes, but I was actually, I arrived about 2.30, 2.40. Let's say 240, worst case scenario, and I uh, was arrested at 350. So that places me there for about an hour and 10 minutes exercising. And yeah. in those um, restrictive guidelines, does it say anything there about how long we should be exercising for? Not at all. If I want to walk all day, I can. If I want to stay there overnight and walk, I can. Yep, yeah, kilometre radius from where our home is. Does it say anything in our directions of where we're oh, allowed to exercise? Oh. 
No, it doesn't stipulate where. I think it's a 50, 50 kilometre. I don't know if New South Wales. I know probably more of the Queensland stuff because I've spent more time there this year than here. But um, I'm pretty sure it's something to the effect of 50 kilometres. And my residence here is definitely within that. So nothing breached there. I mean, I'm allowed to be there with my son. He's in my household. Um, we were holding hands clearly, walking up and down the street or even dancing at some stages, having fun together. Yeah, at no point in time um, can I recall breaching the uh, 1.5 metre distance. And um, it was the first time I met Victor, so, and anyone else there for that matter. And it's good. Now I'm, you know, now I'm actually in touch with some of the people from there. I've made friends from, from, the, um, from exercising down there that day, all yeah. around the world, actually. I think I made friends from all around the world, yeah. I just think it's really important that we let people be aware that these rules and guidelines that they've yeah. created, and if you are going to follow it, you have, get a copy, print them off, read it and understand it because, like we've just explained now, that you are allowed to go for a walk anywhere within how many kilometres you've got to look into it. My ones, the Victorian ones, I, I didn't see anything saying about distance. I still go along and do my own thing, Renee. I still go to my shops. Yeah. Oh, how many train stops away? I'm about a 45-minute distance where I do my grocery shopping. And um, actually, my park around the corner hasn't been barricaded like a lot of them have with actual tape. There's no signs on my one, but a lot of people are saying that their ones are. So I just find that's a bit odd. If they're going to do it on all the parks, why not do it the one where I'm near as well? You know, so I feel like there's a lot of loopholes happening here. Yeah, this is where part of my journey, guys, started with the knowing your rights group as well and that's probably the the key factor in in all of this and why i did feel confident going down there number one i wasn't breaking the restrictions which i don't agree with by the way but i was following all of them i wasn't ignorant to any of it and number two knowing your your actual constitutional rights the the law which exceeds anything where there's contraindication between an act, a legislation, a rule, a guideline, and the law, if there's a grey area, you always revert back to the law. Mm -hmm. um, that's my understanding. So if I just urge everyone to go over to knowyourrightsgroup.com.au. Um, Mike Palmer over there gives some really powerful information based on our actual rights and within the law. So not looking at, you know, this, um, this restriction that was placed by the, the health minister or the minister of health because... Um, that's actually, to, in, in my knowledge, not binding because if you want something to take place,